0: Hey welcome into Positive Light Podcast. We're bringing a positive influence into your life and into this world. And hi, I'm Bob Miles. And today's episode is going to be on heaven. And the taping of this episode is on Easter. Happy Easter. And it's also going to be one of my most positive podcasts I've ever done. Why? Because if you believe in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for you, rose again, and he sits at the right hand side of God interceding for you, And that because of that, you get to go to heaven. And no matter what happens on this earth, no matter what's going on, we can hold on to that, that that positive aspect is when we pass from this earth, God opens the doors and accepts us into heaven with him. Can't get any more positive than that. So so heaven doesn't make this life less important. It makes it more important. The Bible says that as long as we are here on earth, we are strangers in a foreign land. There are enemies to be conquered before we return home. This world is not our home. Our citizenship is in heaven. Rick Rowan writes three realities about heaven. We have many misconceptions about what heaven is like. You won't be an angel. You won't have wings. You're not going to be a little chubby cherub wear a white robe or float on clouds. We need a right view of heaven. The Bible says in Colossians 3.1, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. So what does the Bible say about these realities of heaven? Heaven is where God lives and rules. The Bible calls heaven the dwelling place of God, the house of God, and the city of God. It is where God lives. But Jesus also calls heaven the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, 31 times in Scripture. Heaven is a real place. Heaven isn't a state of mind, it isn't a state of being, and it n- isn't a place where your essence floats around like a ghost. In fact, the Bible says in heaven there will be streets, trees, water, and homes. Many scriptures allude to the fact that animals are there. We'll ha- have our physical bodies renewed through our resurrection, and Matthew 6:20 says, we're storing up treasures in heaven. You can't store up treasures in a place that isn't real. Heaven is designed for you and me. God didn't design heaven for himself. He designed it for us. When God started thinking about earth, he started thinking about heaven. The Bible says God made the entire universe because he wanted a family to spend eternity with. Heaven is a place he designed for his family. We weren't meant to live on earth. You and I were made for heaven. When it comes to heaven, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, out of 1 Corinthians 2.9. The realities of heaven far exceed any of our misconceptions. Now of the book called Heaven by Randy Alcorn, he talks about nine facts that will surprise you. As believers, I imagine our first glimpse of heaven will cause us to gasp in a similar way, with amazement and delight. The first gas will likely be followed by many more as we continually encounter new sites and that endlessly wonderful place. Though most of us are in no hurry to get to our final destination, we all have questions about it. After an in-depth study of scriptures, here is some of the most frequently asked questions. We won't miss our own lives. Have you ever bought an economy ticket for a flight but because of overbooking been upgraded to first class? Did you regret the upgrade? Did you spend your time wondering, what am I missing by not being in the back of the plane? The upgrade from earth to heaven will be vastly superior to that from economy to first class. If we would miss something from our old lives, it would be available to us in heaven. Why? Because we will experience all God intends for us. He fashions us to want precisely what he will give us, so what he gives us will be exactly what we want. And the next question is, is we won't become angels? i asked if people, particularly children, become angels when they die. The answer is no. Death is a relocation of the same person from one place to another. The place changes, but the person remains the same. The same person who becomes absent from his or her body becomes present with the Lord out of Second Corinthians 5 eight, We won't be angels, but we'll be with him. And third question, we won't be tempted. Once I was asked if we will ever be tempted to turn our backs on Christ. The answer is no. What would tempt us? Innocence is the absence of something, sin. While righteousness is the presence of something, God's holiness. God will never withdraw his holiness from us. Therefore, in heaven we cannot sin. We'll never forget the ugliness of sin, however. Having known death and life, we who experience life will never want to go back to death. We'll never be deceived into thinking God is withholding something good from us or that sin is in our best interest. We'll always know sin's cost every time we see the scarred hands of Jesus. Remember, we'll see sin as God does. It will be stripped of its illusions and will be utterly unappealing. And the next question is, will we have work to do? The idea of working in heaven is foreign to many people. Yet scripture clearly teaches it. When God created Adam, he took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it out of Genesis 2.15. Work was part of the original Eden. It was part of a perfect human life. God himself is a worker. He didn't create the world and then retire. Jesus said, My Father is always at his work to this very day, and I, too, am working out of John 5.17. Jesus found great satisfaction in his work. My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work out of John 4.34. We'll also have work to do, satisfying and enriching work that we can't wait to get back to. Work that never be drudgery. God is the primary worker, and his image bearers were made to work. We create, accomplish, set goals, and fulfill them to God's glory. And question five is, will we still experience emotion? In Scripture, God is said to enjoy, love, laugh, take delight, and rejoice, as well as be angry, happy, jealous, and glad. To be like God means to have and express emotions. Hence, we should expect that in heaven emotions will exist for God's glory and our good. We know that people in heaven have lots of feelings, all good ones. We're told of banquets, feasts, and singing. People will laugh there out of Luke 6.21. Will we cry in heaven? The Bible says He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death, there will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain, out of Revelations four, These are the tears of suffering over sin and death, the tears of oppressed people, the cries of the poor, the widow, the orphaned, and the unborn, and the persecuted. Such crying will be no more. We might, though, shed tears of joy, Can you imagine joy flooding your eyes as you meet Christ and as you're reunited with loved ones? I can. And Question 6. We still won't know everything? God alone is omniscient. When we die, we will see things far more clearly, and we'll know much more than we know now, but we'll never know everything. In heaven we'll be flawless, but not knowing everything isn't a flaw. It's part of being finite. Righteous angels don't know everything, and they long to know more, out of 1 Peter 1.12. They're flawless, but finite. We should expect to long for greater knowledge, as angels do, and will spend eternity gaining the greater knowledge we'll seek. And question seven, will we recognize one another? Scripture gives us no indication of a memory wipe causing us not to recognize family and friends. Paul anticipated being with the Thessalonians in heaven. And it never occurred to him he wouldn't know them. In fact, if we wouldn't know our loved ones, the comfort of an afterlife reunion taught in First Thessalonians four fourteen 14-18 would be no comfort at all. In heaven, we probably won't fail to recognize an acquaintance in a crowd or forget people's names. And number eight, what will we do to avoid boredom? People sometimes say, I'd rather be having a good time in hell than be bored in heaven. Note the assumption. Sin is exciting and righteousness is boring. Believing in the assumption means you've fallen for the devil's life. In reality, sin robs us of fulfillment. Sin doesn't make life interesting, it makes life empty. When there's f- fulfillment, when there's beauty, when, when we see God as he truly is, an endless reservoir of fascination, boredom becomes impossible. In heaven, will be filled, and Psalm 1611 describes it as with joy and eternal pleasure. And question nine, if our loved ones are in hell, won't that spoil heaven? In heaven, we'll see clearly that God revealed himself to each person, and that he gave opportunity for each heart or conscience to seek and respond to him out of Romans 1.18 and Romans 2.16. Everyone deserves hell, no one deserves heaven. Jesus went to the cross to offer salvation to all, out of 1 John 2.2. God is absolutely sovereign and doesn't desire any to perish. Yet many will perish in the unbelief, out of Matthew 7.13. In heaven we'll embrace God's holiness and justice. God will be our source of joy. Hell's a small and distant shadow will not interfere with God's greatness or our joy in Him. All of this should motivate us to share the gospel of Christ with family, friends, neighbors, and the whole world. So next, I'm going to play you a song. It's by Tommy Walker, and it's called When We All Get to Heaven. And here it is.
1: tread the streets of gold
0: another great song by Tommy Walker Ministries. Make sure you check him out on YouTube. You can subscribe to his channel. He's also at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. And the part of the song that I liked best was when they sang, When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. So next, I'm going to read you five stories to remind us that heaven exists. Jesus said that heaven is an actual place, and that transcends earth and all human understanding. He mentioned that this is a physical place where you will find his presence. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you so that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and welcome you into my presence. Wow! This is a remarkable statement made by the Lord as recorded in John 14.2. Over the years, we've read and heard many stories about people dying and coming back to tell us that they witnessed heaven and touched Christ. When they share their stories, we gain hope that this won't be our last dance once we leave earth. When you feel that there is nothing more to this life than wretched pain, we have good courage today. To get you started, here are five people and their stories to remind you that heaven exists and that you can have a second chance through Christ. Stephen Music was a young man in the Navy when he suffered an allergic reaction to a vaccine for swine flu. His heart stopped and he entered the presence of Jesus. Heaven was vibrant with colors and words that could not describe the love he felt when he found himself face to face with the risen Christ. Music shared that Christ looked young and radiant with a light. Jesus walked Music through fields of flowing grass and reviewed his life since he was born. Music discovered that Christ was always the bridge to the Creator after the encounter. Now a financial planner, music travels the country to share the love of Christ that he experienced and also wrote the book Life After Heaven. I began to see my life from the perspective of heaven, he said. The kingdom of heaven is closer than we think. And many people heard about Mickey Robinson's experience after nearly being killed in a plane crash in 1968 before his parachute jump. The plane's engine stopped and it hit an oak tree face first. Robinson then found himself surrounded by darkness and he felt the terror of eternal hell. He asked God to give him a second chance and immediately he was rushed into the Lord's presence. There was nothing negative allowed to be in the presence of God, so I was pure pure. And I was innocent. And it's so incredible the ecstasy, the bliss, the joy, and all stuff we've read about. When you really experience it, we don't have words," he described. Robinson was given a mission from God to tell people there is hope and they can be forgiven. After her parents' divorce, Tamara LaRue took a gun and shot herself in the chest. The teen felt herself falling and then burning up in fire. Feeling her spirit leave her body, the youth became depressed and became tormented by fear. She then heard people shrieking in pain, and at their only desire was to scream out to everybody on earth, Do not come here. Acknowledge that life is about Jesus Christ. Eternity is real. She then saw the hand of God reaching down for her. I realized my soul had been transformed into a being of sin and death. She told CBN, I became everything that father is not. Loneliness involved herself as she looked across the flaming pit and witnessed hundreds of souls languishing around her. Each one was a formless being begging for another chance. LaRue travels the country sharing her testimony and how magnificent God's power is. Diver I McCormick was stung by a jellyfish and died and went to heaven and hell. Meanwhile, his mother saw an image of her son in front of her and was led by God to pray. During this time, McCormick flatlined and was clinically dead for over fifteen minutes. McCormick called out to God, and a light submerged into the darkness where he encountered an astonishing sense of peace. The more McCormick acknowledged his sins before God, the more love he felt. The diver also shared that heaven was an attractive, luminous, and place of stillness. When he woke up in the morgue, a doctor was taking a blade to his body. McCormick's eyes shot open and God whispered that he gave his life back. Guess what happened next? He walked out of the hospital the next day. Brian Miller was an Ohio truck driver and he felt a tightness in his chest driving to a delivery one night. What happened next? was hair-raising. His heart suddenly stopped beating for 45 minutes, and first responders feared that he would suffer an irreversible brain damage and possibly become brain-dead. While he was struggling to remain on earth, Miller said he saw a light and it described how beautiful heaven was. He then ran into his mother-in-law, who had just passed away just days before. She was the most beautiful thing when I saw her, just like the day I met her, he recounted. She also had a message for him. It's not your time. You don't need to be here, she told him. We need to take you back. You have things to do at home. God wants all to come back home to him and give us hope through these accounts. We also need to believe that earth is only a temporary place for us and that life doesn't have to end here. Although we are not exactly sure what really transpired during these visits to heaven, we can count on one thing. There is a God that loves us. Billy Graham's ministry was marked by a focus on eternity, whether preaching the gospel, teaching on how to deal with suffering, and commenting on his own mortality, Graham pointed his hearers to the reality of heaven. Here are 10 brilliant things Billy Graham said about heaven. Number 1, the moment we take our last breath on earth, we take our first in heaven. Number 2, my home is in heaven. I'm just traveling through this world. Number 3, One day, you'll hear that Billy Graham has died. Don't you believe it? On that day, I'll be more alive than ever. I've just changed addresses. Number four, I read the last page of the Bible. It's all going to turn out all right. Number five, we will be completely changed when we get to heaven. And so, too, will those we couldn't get along with while on earth. If God can make the lion and the lamb lie down together, we can trust him to take care of our fractured relationships as we enter our heavenly home. Number six, knowing we will be with Christ forever far outweighs our burdens today. Keep your eyes on eternity. Number seven, the Bible says that as long as we are here on earth, we are strangers in a foreign land. There are enemies to be conquered before we return home. This world is not our home. Our citizenship is in heaven. And number eight, heaven gives us hope hope for today and hope for the future no matter what we're facing we know it is only temporary and ahead of us is heaven number nine believe that christ died for you he suffered for you he won the battle over sin for you he rose from the grave and was victorious over death so that you can live forever and number ten the second coming of christ will be so revolutionary that it will change every aspect of life on this planet. Christ will reign in righteousness. Disease will be arrested. Death will be modified. War will be abolished. Nature will be changed. And man will live as it was originally intended he should live. Many people believe that the answer to the question of how to get to heaven is to be a good person. For some, being good means not being bad. One or more of the following may describe you, you haven't murdered anyone, you don't steal, you don't curse too much, you don't lie too often, and you're not a drug addict. You don't cheat, you rarely gamble, your conscience is clear because you aren't nearly as bad as the people you read about in the newspapers or see on television. You're just like everyone else you know, and you can't all be going to hell. So you're pretty sure that after you die, God is going to let you into heaven, right? Many others believe that answer to the question is how to get to heaven revolves around doing good deeds. One or more of the following may describe you. You give money to the beggars or food to the homeless standing on the street corners. Your activity involves in civic and community affairs. You generously donate your time, talents, and or your money to nonprofit and charitable organizations. You're better than most of the people you know. In fact, you You're so good that you're convinced that after you die, God will absolutely let you into heaven, right? There are others who believe that their religious rituals will be their ticket into heaven. This may describe you. You embrace religious beliefs that tell you how to live your spiritual life. Your religion may tell you that there is a God, but it does not tell you how to have a personal relationship with him. And despite all of your religious rituals, your religion does not guarantee the following, those rituals will get you into God's heaven, right? The truth is, there is only one way for a human being to get to heaven, and that is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Every human being is, by nature, a sinful being. The Bible says that our efforts at doing good deeds are not acceptable in the sight of God out of Ephesians 2, 8, nine. God al- alone is holy. God alone is good. So God has made a way for sinful human beings to enter into his heaven. God is the only perfect being in the entire universe, and he came to earth 2,000 years ago as a man. Jesus, his mother, was a virgin by the name of Mary, but Mary was not impregnated by a man, but by the Holy Spirit of the living God. She gave birth to the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. God's laws required that a life be taken to save a life. Mankind was so sinful that the animal sacrifice of the Jewish people could no longer cleanse them from their sins. So God sacrificed himself through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ so that our sins could be forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. During his time on earth, Jesus led a perfect sinful life. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was buried in the tomb and for three days and on the third day he was raised from the dead. And after 40 days, he returned to heaven where he currently reigns. He will return to earth a second time to claim those who confess their beliefs in him. So I'm going to end today's episode on an audio clip by Billy Graham called What is Heaven? And here it is.
2: The Bible talks about heaven as a holy city, a perfect environment in which a perfect society dwells. Heaven will be a place in which its inhabitants will be freed from the fears and insecurities that plague and haunt us in the present life. And the scripture says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there will be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are all passed away, and we enter a new world. I'm looking forward to that glorious day of going to heaven. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? The scripture says that God's desire is that all men should be saved. He wants it so much that He gave His Son to die on the cross for you. Now, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, that was a judgment. God judged Christ in your place. And Jesus, being who he was, had the capacity to endure hell for you. He did it for you because he loves you. Now God says you must repent of your sins and receive him into your heart. Repentance is changing, changing your mind toward God and toward yourself, seeing yourself a sinner and seeing the holiness and the righteousness of God looking at the cross of Christ and seeing that he died for you and then the second thing you must do is to believe that word believe means more than just believing with your mind it means committing yourself your total self to Christ as Savior and Lord and then the third thing you must be willing to follow him and serve him are you willing to do that? Are you ready? Yes, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice between some things that are wrong in your life, and you have to make a choice with Christ. Which will it be?
0: So that does bring us to the end of our episode today. Hope everybody enjoy it. Happy Easter. And my prayer, as always, is that God blesses the journey you're on with Him and that you embrace that path. And next week's episode is going to be on Jesus Says Come As You Are. You can connect with me at positive light podcast at gmail.com. I'm on also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And anywhere you download your podcast, you can get positive light for free. Hope everybody had a great week. God bless. We'll catch you next week.